Hey everybody, welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. Today is Tuesday, September 7th. I'm going to start off news out of El Salvador. El Salvador is leading the world in adopting Bitcoin as its official currency. El Salvador on Tuesday became the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. A real-world experiment proponents say will lower commission costs for billions of dollars in sent abroad, but which critics warn may fuel money laundering. The change means business should accept payment in Bitcoin alongside the U.S. dollar, which has been El Salvador's official currency since 2001 and will remain its legal tender. President Nayib Bukele, who pushed for adopting the cryptocurrency, say help Salvador and save about $400 million the government calculates it spends annually on commissions and remittances. The 40-year-old president is popular with the public and has been accused of eroding democracy, including uh, by the U.S. Biden administration. Doubters say Bitcoin <clears throat> excuse me, could increase regulatory and financial risk for Central American nation. And Polish Salvadorians are wary of the volatility of the cryptocurrency, which can shed hundreds of dollars of value in a day. To warm up to skeptical public, Bukle has promised every citizen $30 in Bitcoin if they sign up for a government digital wallet. At the launch, El Salvador bought 400 Bitcoins, helping drive the currency price to above $52,000 for a first time since May. All right, on some news, Taliban. Taliban renewed pledge to let Afghans freely depart. Secretary of State says insurgents told the U.S. they will let people travel, people with travel documents leave the country amid reports are preventing hundreds from leaving, including Americans. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Bilkin said Tuesday that Taliban reiterated a pledge to allow Afghans to freely depart Afghanistan following its meeting with Qatari officials on accelerated evacuations. U.S. President Joe Biden faced mounting pressure amid reports that several hundred people, including Americans, have been prevented from, uh, for a week from flying out of an airport in northern Afghanistan. Taliban told the United States that they will let people travel with the documents freely. Uh, Qatar said that Kabul airport, largely closed since the conclusion of Washington's chaotic withdrawal from the country at the end of August, would reopen soon, potentially opening an important corridor for Afghans seeking to leave. All right. A 74-year-old donut shop in Detroit is temporarily shut down because of staff shortage as well as soaring ingredient costs. So a 74-year-old family-owned donut shop in Detroit has temporarily shut down because of staff shortage combined with soaring ingredient and delivery costs. Dutch Girls Donuts closed September 1st and doesn't have a reopening date. Hannah Trimmer-Paro, the daughter of the owners, told Detroit Free Press that before the pandemic, the baker would usually have about 15 to 18 staff on its rotation. But that's fallen to 10 or fewer since the pandemic started. The bakery was open 24 hours a day, six days a week before the pandemic. After the pandemic hit, the store slashed its business hours, probably because of the staff shortage and probably because it protect the staff from COVID-19. Like other businesses in the U.S. struggling with labor shortages, Dutch Girl Donuts boosted wages for remaining staff and ingredient delivery cost has also risen. So we try to maintain our prices, but everything is going up around us. We're a small business. We're trying to do as honest as work as uh, for producing real donuts. Alongside staffing difficulties and the rising costs, Peril told the free te- press that her elderly parents' health problems were another reason the Dutch Girls closed. But her family hoped to reopen that shop. We need to figure out how to hit the reset button and make us more economically sustainable and make the best donuts in Detroit, Perro said. So, uh, on news out of Kazakhstan and Mongolia. Kazakhstan and Mongolia continue to cooperate on the international arena. So, Ambassador of Kazakhstan held a meeting with a foreign policy advisor, President Mongolia. Um, during the meeting, the ambassador briefed counterpart about the key aspects of President Kasim's um, latest State of the Nation address to people of Kazakh. 
Unity among the people of systemic reform are a solid foundation for a nation's prosperity. He noted the head of state came up with a number of initiatives aimed at further development of the country in the post-pandemic period, improving efficiency of healthcare, providing quality education, improving regional policy, creating an effective ecosystem in the lake market. In addition, parties discussed in detail a wide range of international topics. The focus was on top of interaction with Kazakhstan and Mongolia within the framework of international organizations. In addition, the Mongolian side proposed to expand and strengthen bilateral cooperation in the field of medical diplomacy, along with the exchange of research develop, uh, data and development of joint products. Interesting. I'm going to finish off with this one. South Korea successfully fires an SLBM uh, from the sub submarine in the Yellow Sea. So that's a Doson Anchon class submarine. The South Korean military successfully test fired a locally developed submarine to launch a ballistic missile from a submarine in the Yellow Sea last week. The test makes South Korea's eighth country, which the world possesses, a weapon, which is widely considered vital in maintaining military, uh, the military's retaliatory strike. Whoa. Uh, an SLBM for the Navy submarine Dosan Hanchong was launched Thursday, September, off the coast of Tain under the supervision of HD Defense Development, according to a defense official spoke on the condition of anonymity. Excuse me. The test took form of a cold launch, which SLBM ignited after it pushed out of the water with air pressure. So that one's just like another don't mess with me North Korea kind of missile thing. North Korea slash China. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Sinclair. Take care. Hope everybody had a nice long weekend. Bye.